Welcome to the Mediators Podcast. I'm Dan Vadabonker. And I'm Kenton Larson. And we're very happy to welcome back to the podcast our resident Game of Thrones nerd, Sarah <laughs> Khan. Sarah, welcome back. Hello, and thank you. Would, you wouldn't call yourself a nerd, though, right? That's totally, Dan's label. I totally would. <laughs> I'm a geek. I'm a nerd. I'm whatever you want to call me. Well, we, we are media nerds, and then we're just kind of specializing this week on Game of Thrones, which is... At the top of everybody's minds Huzzah. these days. If if you're not proclaiming your love or hatred of Game of Thrones, we'll get into that, then you're procre- proclaiming to the world that you don't watch it and you don't care that you don't watch it. You don't care about all the stuff going on. Oh, people care, Dan. Oh, well, I've had so many people say to me uh, in the last few weeks, I don't want, I never watch that show. And they're proud of the fact that they've never watched right? Game of yeah. Thrones. So <laughs> I don't know. Well, I'm reading um, uh, Seth Godin's uh, book uh, called This Is Marketing right now. And he's like, here's the thing. Only maybe 1% of planet Earth watched Mad Men. And that's a hit show. Okay, so that's the world we live in. That's what we're dealing right. with now. Game of Thrones is a cultural phenomenon like we've yeah. seen for so long. Yeah. Like everybody knows about it. Yeah. Even if they don't watch it, they, they know what it is. My daughter yeah. doesn't watch it, but she's already asking it. So who do you think is going to kill Danny next week? I'm like, what? <laughs> uh, so, she yeah. knows about that? Well, okay. she's hearing it from everywhere else, right? My kids aren't really aware of it that much. They're much really? more aware of things like the Marvel Cinematic Universe and that kind of stuff than they are of Game of Thrones. But I'm okay with that because Game of Thrones is not kid-friendly. So no, no. I don't want them to watch that No, yet. she's never seen an <laughs> episode but um, when they're old enough they yeah. can watch it but right now no <laughs> we so, and we've had uh, we've had you on the podcast before mm-hmm. and uh the last time it was notable for the reason that you know everybody's names <laughs> and dan and i struggle <laughs> on a weekly ba- i still call him peter dinklage i still call him peter dinklage when Tyrion. i'm talking about the character Tyrion Lannister. right we had to see there you go because yeah. i'd go you know tyrannosaurus like that, that's Lannister. the problem so, so uh, we watched it from the beginning, but you somehow have retained all the information. Well, she's also read the book. <laughs> I've also read all the books, so oh. I have a lot of context, right? Which right. is one of my ba- which is what I think what really upsets a lot of people on my social media because I come in with all of this context that they don't have, and they think I'm trying to justify my liking of the show. But it's like, no, I just have a lot more context that you don't, so I understand the choices that are made. Yeah. I find there's yeah. fewer and fewer. This season in particular, there's fewer and fewer people who have read the books. Back when the Red Wedding happened, mm-hmm. at least half of the viewers were like, yeah, we knew it was going to happen because it was in the books. Um, and there were a bunch of joke videos around there like of people who had read the books watching the episode with friends who hadn't yeah. um, uh, and that kind of thing. These days, it seems like more people who are speaking out about Game of Thrones are people who have not read the books and do not have that context. Mm-hmm. And I'm one of them. I'll be honest. I'm, <laughs> I've not read the books, so I... I'm going based on the TV show only here. That's why I'm here. Exactly. So we'll start with this. Okay. We'll get into, by the way, spoiler alert for anybody. Oh, yeah. Like, don't listen to this if you haven't watched the show. Because <laughs> there's, we're, there's no, we're not even going to attempt to do a spoiler-free thing here. But I want to ask you, Sarah, so mm-hmm. far, this season, now we're five episodes in, only one episode left on yeah. Sunday. Mm-hmm. What do you think of the season? I love it. Um, I think that... You know, there are uh, good and bad aspects of it. And I think technically, like, the, the pacing has been a little upsetting. It's it's a lot quicker than I had hoped it would be. I don't know why they only did six episodes versus the usual ten. But in terms of, like, character development and where they're taking the story and the fact that, you know, unlike some of my other past favorites like X-Files and Lost, we're getting closure. There's going to be a finite end, and you may not like it. And I think a lot of people won't like it, but nothing that has kind of transpired this season has been overly surprising for me. It's been shocking and it's been, uh, you know, oh, wow, and, you know, surprising in that way, but not surprising in the sense that it came out of left field. If you've been paying attention, everything that's happened had the probability to happen. 
Yeah, and I think that's one of the biggest complaints people are, are <laughs> putting forth is that, oh, it is, it's, there's no character development, it's just it's just a thing they decided to do, like, with a snap of the fingers and this happens, like, for example, <laughs> Danny's, Danny's uh, I guess, breakdown or whatever you want to call it yesterday. Last, but, uh, but, you know, and, I, and I've said from the beginning, if you, it, or I posted the other day that um, if you didn't expect this to happen, you have not been paying attention. And what's funny is yesterday, uh, some wonderful soul on Reddit actually put together an article um, detailing at least 40 instances of foreshadowing. Yeah, I saw throughout that. Throughout all eight seasons yeah. where, you know, she was, you knew it was going to happen. So come on. <laughs> Kenton, what do you think? Well, uh, I can't help but know. Well, I, so I love this season. So I'm, I said and I promised at the beginning of this podcast off air that I would say that to start with because I really do love it. And I, uh, each episode I'm, I'm excited about when they air it and I'm engrossed by it when I watch it. And I was saying to you this morning, Dan, that I I liked the last episode more than I liked Avengers Endgame, I'm happy to say. Like, it held my attention more, and I found the stakes to be higher than what uh, we saw in Avengers Endgame if we're comparing battles here. Mm-hmm. But uh, I can't help but notice on social media that it has turned, the Game of Thrones has turned into Star Wars The Last Jedi. <laughs> right. It has. It Inter- has. Or, or, yep. or a worse example, Donald versus Hillary, oh. which was the worst example of such a thing. Mm-hmm. But uh, it has been kind of contentious. Very polarizing. Yeah. yeah. And, and to me, surprisingly so, because as I say, I love it so much. Yeah. What, what, what do you think is uh, the reason for that? Again, I think it's, it's you know, we, I was thinking about this the other day because I knew it was going to come up. And I, I think a lot of it is because we traditionally view programs like this as good versus evil, black, black and white, you know, you're, you're either a hero or a villain. And one of the things that um, I really loved about the books was that Every chapter was told from the point of view of a character. And no matter what they did, it was impossible to actually paint any of the characters as good or bad because they, you know, they're they're human, they're flawed, they the choices they make result in the consequences that they have to deal with. And um, I don't know if that's translated as well into the into the show. I think they've tried to do that. I think I think it's not as good in the last few seasons since they went off book. Yeah, and like, I, I at some point you thought Cersei was like I was. I was just talking to a friend who's just watching it for the first time into th- the third season, and he says, "Seems to me they're trying to make Cersei a good guy now." And I'm like, "Did they really do that?" But like the last two seasons, she has been the bad guy, and that is like. But been... you know what? I, I don't. I don't know that I agree. I mean, she hasn't been a bad guy or a good guy. Everything that she has done has been um, because of or for her children or for the fact that she's felt like. Um, she's always been overshadowed or not taken seriously. And then once you have power, everybody you know struggles to hold on to that power. Um, and Danny's no different. Um, I don't know if you want to talk about Danny now or later. Sure, sure. Go ahead. Okay, so one of the one of the big complaints that I have about everybody's complaint that she, mm-hmm. you know, suddenly turned mad was she was never the hero. She was never a savior. She was never even meant to sit on the Iron Throne. Her brother was. He was killed, fine. Um, and molten gold over the molten head. Molten gold over the head, a yeah. crown of gold. But the, you know, and all of the people around her basically said, hey, you know what? She's got the Targaryen name. We should push for her to go back and take over. That was literally it. She was a child, um, and every decision that she has made has been tempered by the people around her. Varys, Tyrion, Ser Barristan, who unfortunately died. Uh, Miss and Day, who unfortunately died, um, you know, all of these people have kind of, um, she makes a decision, they say, well, that's not really the best idea, what do you think? But if you look at the decisions she's made on her own, you know, they haven't always been the greatest. Well, she, and freed, she, was, the, she freed the slaves. She did, but then she killed a bunch of people too, right? When they weren't listening or when they weren't kind of doing what she wanted to. And It's like so, me in the classroom, basically. Exactly, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. But she, she's she been told from sort of, sort of spoon-fed from day one that, you know, she's going to go back to Westeros and liberate 
Westeros from the usurper and the and the Lannisters, and you know they're going to rejoice because a tan a, 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 a tier, sorry a Targaryen is coming back onto the throne. So she's been spoon fed this, and when she got back, and everyone was like, oh no, we don't really like you. You know, she wasn't prepared for that. All right then. I didn't be fair. Yeah, and I agree with your comment about pacing because it does seem like they rushed here. They really did. They should have had 10 episodes last season and 10 episodes this season so they could really kind of flesh that out a little bit more mm -hmm. um, because it is clear that everyone really wants Jon Snow to be the king. At this point, everyone's and and so too predictable. Well, it and, is, and he's and he is kind of the hero of the series. But he doesn't really want it, right? Like and that's what it makes. He would be a really poor leader. Let's be honest. Like he's a wonderful human being, um, sort of. <laughs> well, let's talk about. Uh, tell okay. us what you think about his story arc. I think his story arc was great. You know, yeah. he he's um, he's learned a lot and he's changed a lot, and the decisions he's made like, again have brought him where he is, um, but. He suffers from that stark um, honesty, that that nobleness that you know has basically gotten everybody else before him killed, and it got him killed too. Um, so I don't know. He, I, I just you know I like his character, and I feel bad for some of the stuff he's been through, but I really don't want to see him on the throne because I don't think he's a good fit. I think it's uh, they. I think uh, I think you're right about Daenerys. I think she was always kind of meant to be a bad guy. The Targaryens were always the bad guys, and she tried. They kind of tried to throw us off. With uh, she's freeing the slaves, she's a breaker of chains, she's all this other stuff. She's a good person, um, and then they kind of even played that up a bit more when they have her and and Jon Snow to get together because oh they can rule together. That idea yeah. I, I, we first started thinking about that at the end of the last season, and it kind of went through a little bit. I was kind of surprised at how quickly that was quashed. Uh, Tyrion wanted that, but uh, Varys is like no. Um, so I, I thought that was kind of a, a, a nice middle ground is to have them both rule together but she didn't want that no but we've been we've kind of bought the hype that she bought right right she bought into the hype and we bought into the hype um but she was never meant to rule and when she was fed all this line about that she's going to be the queen there was never any sort of you're going to share this power and that's why she never married again that's why she never sort of picked uh what's the what's the male equivalent of a queen regent <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, boy toy yeah sure there you go what's F prince is a prince F philip like philip is a prince right um, prince philip that's really not the best example i don't know i don't really know uh okay. yeah but she always wanted to rule alone that was the thing okay whatever steadman is <laughs> <laughs> much better analogy yes right yes. <laughs> she needed a steadman <laughs> but none was forthcoming so perfect yeah so um do you think now? I was thinking about this before uh, before this chat because I enjoy, I'm enjoying this season of Game of Thrones, and I thought if somebody was to force me to complain about it, mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, with a gun to your head, tell me <laughs> what you don't like about Game of Thrones. The only thing I can really think of, and I'm sort of curious to know how you feel about this, is it started off like Game of Thrones had some very seedy episodes, oh yeah, <laughs> and lots of nudity, mm. and and it was a much more challenging watch. Mm -hmm. I think when it started, and uh, there's things that happened along the way that I remember people on social media going, "That's it for me. I can't watch <laughs> this anymore because yeah. it's either too too um, the nudity's too much, the whatever, the incest is too oh, much, God. the yeah. violence is too much, the whatever is too much." And this season, 
is almost like, and I and I hate to raise bring this up, but it, that but the creators of Game of Thrones are going to make the next Star Wars trilogy, mm-hmm. and some people I think, and I think I can sort of see this maybe, but I still I'm still as I say I still like the show, but I can sort of see how Game of Thrones has kind of the Star Warsization a bit of Game of Thrones this season, right? Where are we just like the mask came off, for instance, in the last episode, and there was a very Darth Vader like figure having a sword fight. Um, do, do you do you think that they cleaned up the show for a mass audience a little bit in recent seasons? I, I maybe I know there has been some fan service over the seasons. Like you know, mm-hmm. let's let's not get into the Jamie Brand thing. I don't understand what that was about. Um, hmm. But I I wonder sometimes if because also it's HBO, right? So. Mm-hmm. Maybe that was kind of the hook to bring in people who wouldn't necessarily watch a fantasy show of this kind. And then once the story was established, they really didn't need that as much as a vehicle to keep people involved, right? Um, I don't know. That's a very good question. We've also seen some of the characters that get involved in that kind of stuff, like Littlefinger, um, uh, gone now. So so because he ran a whorehouse and, and that kind of stuff. So you saw a lot of that sex around Littlefinger and that character is no longer around. So mm-hmm. that those characters have kind of fallen off. And, and Tyrion also <laughs> frequented those establishments quite often in the beginning, and he doesn't anymore. So I guess there's some character development there as well. Um, but yeah, I, I, I kind of think they are kind of thinking about the mass audiences a little bit here. Um, and they're giving us like I guess the crowd the, the crowd wants dragons that seems to be the big selling point <laughs> they want so the dragons they yes. want the dragons yes. they're like you know give us all those dragons even though the dragons are probably probably the reason why they're only doing six episodes because the gra- dragons cost so damn much well that's why there's no more direwolves oh is it really yeah because the budget for the dragons has been so enormous that they have they've had to cut the direwolves and that's why yeah I was wondering about that yeah that's that's what happened okay let's talk about that for a second I people were upset one of the ups- things upsetting things last not this episode but the one before yeah. was the way they said goodbye to ghost it was so bad I I gotta be honest I didn't even know that was ghost I forgot I didn't forgot whose freaking dog that was like I <laughs> They've all. I thought they were all dead. To be honest, I thought all the, those dogs were dead, and I didn't know who that was supposed to be. You see them kind of around, but mm-hmm. like I, it just wasn't important to me. Yeah. But a lot of people assigned a lot of importance to that. Well, in the books, they you know they are important. There's a whole, I mean, and this is the problem with with books that have such a rich tapestry of of story. You know, there are so many different threads that the um, showrunners have had to kind of let go of. And I think that, you know, when Jon Snow was killed in, was it season six? That was kind of the end of all the books as well. And so we kind of were in uncharted territory. They knew how it was supposed to end. Um, George Martin told them how it was supposed to end, what was supposed to happen to the characters. But they didn't have that rich story tapestry to, to draw pull from, from to draw yeah. from. And so they've kind of been on their own with that. So, um, But the direwolves were kind of like... Um, extensions of the Stark children and and kind of played into that whole uh, the Stark lineage and where they come from. They're, they're descended from the First Men and they have this magic that, similar to the White Walkers and similar to the Children of the Forest. And so there's this whole backstory to the Direwolves that kind of fell away once Jon Snow died and they realized that dragons were pulling in an audience. And yeah, so... I could teach you how to do it. I know how to do it. You know nothing, Jon Snow. Other than the pacing, mm-hmm. which we've already identified as, as being an issue, are there any, is there anything else that bothers you about this season? Yes, Jamie and Brienne. That, it was so out of character for both of them. Um, and it was kind of a weird, like, oh, I, I'm hooking up with you and now I'm leaving. Bye-bye. 
it, it just kind of came out of nowhere. It, I don't feel like it served a purpose in pushing the story forward. Um, and I really, really feel like that was done because the fans shipped them so much. Ah, yes. Yeah, you're probably right about that. Um, I was. I, I thought maybe it might be to, for her character, so she has something. She has some sort of reward in this. because. But now her heart's broken because he took off, right? Yeah. So. I mean, yeah, I, I, I think you're right, but that was kind of a fan service thing. Although I would have loved to see Brienne and um, uh, what's his name, Tormund. Uh, Tormund, that would have been a better. <laughs> that would have been, been way better. better. Yeah. and he could have stayed there with her. Like, come on, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I thought actually, I thought that was the way it was going to go that, because yeah, so did I. Um, Jamie and Brienne had kind of a uh, respect, uh, you know. Like they respect each other as soul, as as knights, as as warriors, kind of thing. And I thought they were BFFs. I thought they turned out to be BFFs. That's and then, exactly it. This yeah. is why children don't drink alcohol <laughs> <laughs> or Starbucks or Starbucks. That's right. Yeah. Either one will lead to bad decision making. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, yeah, you're right about that one for sure. Kenton, what about you? What do you mean? Anything that stood out to you as being kind of a big flaw in the other than the Starbucks cup? No, but I uh, another sort of a uh, bone of contention online was and by the way, I did think I would see wolves tearing people's throats out right? at that battle. Yeah. I thought I thought of course we're going to see that. But yeah. but the battle the battle in darkness. Oh, I love uh, that. Well, see, we... I and I liked it too, but a lot of I, what I saw online was people going I need a new TV. Well, no, all we did was calibrate our exposure a little bit higher and we saw everything. It was great. It, so. was, it was so effective. <laughs> it was terrifying to look out to that pitch black because you realize they're an army of the dead. They don't need light, yeah. right? They don't need to have all the torches that you would see if they were fighting another army of living people. So that was the terrifying part of it for sure. Now, a big complaint about that episode was that it all ended with one big stab from Arya and that's it. Like all it takes is her to stab him with the knife and he's done and everything disappears. Uh, did you guys have a problem with that? No. What did they think was going to happen? That well, was kind of the whole point of the, going to battle. That was the plan. That was the whole point of having Bran as the bait, right? They set him out as the bait because they knew the Night King would come after him, and then uh, and then they they executed the plan. It just wasn't the person they thought it was going to be to kill him. Exactly. Right? But my my only complaint about that entire battle was where did Bran go? Yeah. Like, I don't know if oh. that was, like, are we going to revisit that? Was that shown for a reason? Did he just, like, check out because he didn't want to watch what was happening? He's or like, I'm going away now. And he kind of, he kind of like, uh, does his thing where he goes, he Flies inhabits the, the crows. Yeah. Or, yeah, ravens. And then to spy on the, but they weren't really, really doing anything. They were just kind of sitting there. See, I thought, what I thought was going to happen was, like, the, the Night King obviously is in charge. But I didn't think that he was going to be tied to the other White Walkers. Like, I thought um, when they show that lineup of White Walkers and they're on their horses and they're kind of evenly spaced mm-hmm. behind the crowd, I thought each maybe each one of those White Walkers controls a section of the of the army of the undead, well, right? Well, they, they do, but because they were all created by the Night King, uh, so it's kind of like a domino thing, right? right. Like, a, like a multi-level marketing company. When the head is knocked <laughs> over, the whole thing crumbles underneath you. Right, okay. So that's why. So they kill the Night King and then... So why would you even expose yourself to that then? If you were the one piece... Holding it all together, why would you even risk yourself being killed? There are some theories that the reason Bran chose the Godswood is because that's where the Night King was created, and that's where he was most vulnerable, but he himself didn't know that. Oh, okay. Right, so maybe if it was somewhere else, it wouldn't have been as effective, but the fact that he was pulled into the Godswood, and the Godswood does hold a very, very strong um, religious or spiritual significance in Game of Thrones. Like, that's where a lot of their weddings happen, their, you know, their uh, commencement ceremonies and things like that. And that's where he was created. He was created because he was tied to a godswood tree, and then he was stabbed with the... Um, Dragon's... Dragon, the dra- yeah, yeah. The, the dragon glass. Yeah. And that's how he was created. So that was how he would have to be um, destroyed as well. Interesting. 
But it was, I think overall we were all happy that it was Arya that did it. Yeah. I want to get to this article. So this is from Wired Magazine because nothing – we all want to have hear what an electronics magazine has to say about this. Of course. Um, hold on. i got to unlock my – They camera. cover lots of things, Dan. Well, come on. <laughs> everybody and their everybody and their mother has like a, a writer, someone writing about Game of Thrones right now because it's so popular. It's the thing. It's guaranteed clicks. Okay, so this one is why now this episode's called The Bells, mm-hmm. right? That was the end name of the episode. Why the Bells is the worst Game of Thrones episode ever <laughs> is the title of this article. So I wanna I wanna go through this and okay. I wanna get your opinion on these and, and maybe you can refute these. Um, because Kenton just said it was like the best episode ever. I loved it. I so loved it, yeah. And when yeah. it was over, I was like, that is a great Hour and twenty minutes or whatever mm-hmm. it was. It was, it was uh, and I'll say this off the top, and this has been the case all all semester, <laughs> all season long. <laughs> is um, the the cinematography has been amazing. Oh yeah, it was. It, it really was like this episode really was like a Saving Private Ryan type it of was a thing. Beautifully shot. You got yeah. us right into the into the streets as the dragons. Like you know, we weren't even cl- with Danny after she does the turn. We didn't even get any real close ups of her at all. It was all just far shots with the dragon. Torching everything and her on top and then in the streets. Okay, so here's the first thing: the rushed death of Varys. The meaning that it it, it all came to a head at the end of the last episode, and then boom, he's all of a sudden betraying her, and then he's killed. Yes and no. I mean, that's a pacing issue for sure. Yeah. Um, but again, they have to tie up all these loose ends, right? Right. Um, but when you think back to all of the other deaths, like Ned Stark wasn't given a. a oh, really that was long... and that was the, to be honest, the best. <laughs> That was always that will always be the best um, but you know surprise what? in the whole show. That set the precedent from day one that it doesn't matter how high up you get in the Game of Thrones, it doesn't matter who you are, what family you come from, how much uh, how big your army is, if you screw up, you could die. Right. Right. And I think that's what happened with Varys. He got caught out. He was betrayed, and he paid the price for that. And he knew the stakes. Exactly. Well, and as much as he always said he wants, you know, we kind of got a little more insight into his character this season. And he says, I want the right ruler for for Westeros. Mm-hmm. Who is he to decide that, really, you know? Well, he was the one who actually secreted away uh, Viserys and Daenerys um, during Robert's Rebellion. Right. He was the one who took them over to Essos and, and you know, sort of uh, kept them safe because he always intended for a Targaryen to come back onto the throne. And now that there is one, he doesn't want her there. Because, but that's the thing. His his loyalty, and he's never been shy about it. He used to tell it to Littlefinger all the time. His loyalty was one hundred percent to the realm, huh. and never to who sits on the throne, but who would do the best for the realm. And I think that's because of his, you know, his his background and sort of how he came up. But mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Point number two. Euron and Jamie's ridiculous fight. You know what? I'm glad Guy Liner is dead because he was like one of the worst characters. <laughs> Nobody liked oh, him. Nobody liked Euron Greyjoy. He, he was, was like a bizarro Bono. You know, it was just <laughs> I could not reconcile in my brain because in the books he's not so ridiculous. He's actually a really cunning, really uh, you know ruthless warrior type. He's not this caricature of some weird rock star wannabe you know male cougar it's just weird he's like trying to channel his like uh uh captain jack sparrow a little bit like that kind of (laughs) over the topness and maybe that's the actor's fault maybe that's not the way they wrote it but certainly that's the way it came across and to think that he would even with you know jamie's only got one hand but you'd still think he'd probably be more than a match for this guy um for it to be as close as it was and for him to ultimately like all that matters to him in the end is i killed jamie lannister like that come on that's what's important to you, buddy. You're the one to kill him, and then boom, you die. That's it. Yeah, his his character, I think, is probably one of the biggest departures from the books. Yeah, yeah. He, he, by the way, that actor plays a uh, Casper on the uh, hit Danish TV show uh, Borgen, where he's a PR guy, oh. and uh, equally cunning. 
and ruthless. Interesting. Better, but comes across better or not? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He, okay. Like there, there. I can attest to him being a great actor, despite. Yeah, we saw a little pirate. <laughs> I think I'm out of there. He saw the ships. Yeah, he's yeah. like, I'm a pirate. Yeah. Um. All right. Number three. Cersei gets shortchanged, um, because all she really did is sit there and look out the window and cry. She didn't really have much of an arc at all this episode. She just kind of, and then she runs away, and then. Ends up meeting up with Jamie at the end, but she, she doesn't really have her any moments. She's had one of the best arcs of the series, and I oh, don't think sure. that you know, I don't think she was done a disservice. I think it was one of those moments where you've amassed a lot of power, you've put all of your faith into this one thing, this one plan. Um, she's unwilling to let go, listen to people around her. Um, like even when it comes time to leave, she's like, no, exactly. Like, so she's so she's, stubborn, and, and then she's going to stay there. And I think that's you know that's what happens to people who are in power. Like look at any despot around the world, right? They they cling to that sort of no, I'm in charge, and everything will go my way because they say it's going to. Um, and I know a lot of people had a problem with Jamie coming back and sort of dying with her. But I was talking to my brother about this, and he he kind of it was an aha moment for him. Um, we forget that Jamie and uh, Cersei are twins. They're not just brother and sister, right? Yeah. And in the books, it talks about when Cersei was born, she was actually born holding on to Jamie's leg, and she pulled him out with her. Oh. And so the the prophecy, or you know, the the sort of the story around it is, they came into the world together, and they were always going to leave the world in each other's arms. That's something they'd promised each other, book after book after book. Huh. And so it's really poetic in that way, right? And they, and they, they did indeed do that. They did, yeah. Interesting. Okay. See, this is good. This is yeah. got a little bit of therapy for the people who so, are so upset about it. Yeah, and so I, I like that Cersei died small and scared like a normal human being, mm-hmm. right? Like, I think that that death humanized her. Very true. Yeah. And and really, as much as the power and everything gets in the way, you really, you really again, see that. And we've, they, we've been showing this a number of times over the series, that she really just loves her children, and yeah. it's just all about her children. Never mind that her, a lot of her children, like Joffrey, was a fucking <laughs> asshole. But, uh, oh, we can swear. I already this forgot one? about him. Oh, yeah. oh, I already okay. forgot about him. <laughs> but, uh, well, yeah, for, I enjoyed it when he died, though. Yes. But the, no, yeah. but yeah, for the first, what is that, four seasons, three or four seasons, yeah. he was the bad guy, and he was a great bad guy. We all yeah. hated him so much. Mm-hmm. That's why his death was so, so satisfying. Yeah. Um, anyway, okay, so next one on, on this list, the missing heroes. And by that, they mean Brienne stayed behind, Tormund stayed behind. Oh. Where was Gendry? Where was he? He, he was given a lordship by... Danny, but didn't fight for her in the battle. He wasn't there. So a lot of like the familiar faces we only saw in in the battle. Grey Worm, Sir Davos, and Tyrion were really the only three people involved in that. And, and of course, Jon Snow. Um, that's it. That, like all these other people that were involved, kind of stay behind at Winterfell. I would assume that it's because they weren't really a part of Daenerys's entourage, nor were they part of sort of the Northern Army. That's true. Okay. Um, but good. also, a lot of that budget went to the dragons, so maybe they just couldn't afford <laughs> to pay right. the actors to be on. You know, on you're screen. done. You're done after this one. <laughs> and uh, by the way, there needs to be a last episode. Let's not forget. Yeah. Right. So somebody needs see to stay alive. That's yes. right. Right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, next point on this list: Arya's wasted journey. Meaning that she was spending all this time with her list and killing these people on her list. How many? How many of these people did she actually kill? Most of them. She killed. Uh, yeah, she did. And she she, she, put, she took a few off as well. She did because I think uh, the hound was on there at mm-hmm. one point. Um, so she gets there, realizes that you know the hound convinced her that no, you don't want to live this life. You don't want to be you know consumed by vengeance like me. And just kind of this bulb goes up. And she goes, oh, thank you, and she just takes off. Is that does that seem real to you? A little bit. I mean, I think again, you know, she's she's a kid. Daenerys is a kid. John is a kid. They're not 
you know, they're in their early 20s maybe at this point. I mean, I would think Arya's probably even younger. She's like 16 or 17 at this point. I think she's 18. I think that's what they said. Okay. She's 18 okay. sort of at this at this point. But, um, you know, she she's not this hard-ass – I mean, she is a hard-ass assassin. But she's also a kid and she's, uh, you know, uh, young and she's impressionable. And maybe it was that moment of like, oh, wow, maybe, you know, I am a little bit in over my head. Or maybe, you know, I, I don't have to – complete my list and maybe there's something to live for and maybe I should like I, there's there's a whole bunch of ways to play that I I really uh, I was hoping that we would see her like Hugh what's the name of the guy who's like the hand to Cersei the creepy uh wizard guy oh Quiburn. yeah he I was hoping that he would take his face off and it was it was Anya <laughs> or Arya I've been and, waiting for that the whole season like, so she, the she has not done except for when she killed what's his face at the beginning uh, of last uh, that was last season I guess uh or was it this season I don't remember. Walter Frey? Yeah, she last killed him. That was season. the last time we saw her do the face swap. I was hoping yeah. that she would do a face swap. Maybe she will still, but I don't know. I don't think we will see it. Well, there was a great meme this morning that I read about. Um, or no, a friend of mine made a comment on, uh, you know, he was waiting for the, the brick wall that fell on Cersei and Jamie to take its face off and show that it was already. <laughs> yeah, so. I've been waiting for that twist the entire season <laughs> to see something like that happen. But it's like watching a Mission Impossible film. I know. I honestly, like, I honestly thought Jamie was going to, it was going to be Jamie or like Arya was going to be Jamie in that moment, but it was actually Jamie. <laughs> yeah, so. I know. I've been, and as I say, maybe we'll find, we'll, there'll be a switcheroo in the next episode and we'll see that happen. And the last part in this article we've already covered, which is the rapid descent into madness, which a lot of people had a problem with, but we've already kind of talked about how that is valid. Um, for, it, it, it wasn't rapid. It was well. It, it it is only because again the pacing issues, right? If they'd spent ten episodes building that out instead of the six or five really that we had, mm -hmm. then we that would be more believable. But they did. You're right. They did plant the seeds for that the entire series. The foreshadowing I think happened very subtly. Yeah, but not so subtly that you would miss it if you weren't paying attention. Yeah, but I think in the end people really wanted Danny and Jon Snow to be together again. They were shipping them just like they shipped Brienne and, and Jamie. Yeah, but and you know you can't have everything. Exactly. You can't always have what you want, right? Yeah. And this so and this was never going to be um, a happy a happily ever after. It's it was never going to be that. And we we learned that in the very first season when Ned Stark got his head cut off, and he was the main character, and he was the one that you know the story followed for those first few episodes. There's great honor serving in the Night's Watch. The Starks have manned the wall for thousands of years, and you are a Stark. You might not have my name, but you have my blood. This is my legit question okay. that confused me because when they're all looking up in the sky from the boats with the, the the guns that can take down dragons. Scorpions. Yeah, we just we discover that in the previous episode that they're lethal, these things. So I thought the dragon was gonna come up from the water. I was like, Ooh. he's coming up from the water because where they don't expect him to come, they're staring at the sky. Mm -hmm. They're looking at the wrong place. It's gotta come up. But no, the dragon like can this time avoid the shots and is that how does that work like well when you think when you think back to the the episode before this one um mm -hmm. that was the literal definition of an ambush they did not expect it they were not anticipating that she was going to have all these boats with all these dragon killers on it so i legitimately think they were taken by surprise and plus wasn't that dragon injured um he was a little bit injured yeah mm -hmm. but From also but also like I I was completely shocked. I didn't know that she had this entire army of boats with these scorpions. No, on them. no. And by the way, how do they build all those things so quickly? That's really a feat of engineering, right there. Well, again, it's pacing, right? I mean, months have passed <laughs> right. between the, you know, right? Yes, but, exactly. But um, I, I think it was just they were taken by surprise. But then last week, she knew they had them, so she kind of came in from behind and was. And Drogon knew they had them, right? That was the yeah. He was the like the real star of that. Sh oh that yeah. Whole thing. 
and wasn't... and they they did achieve what you're talking about, Kenton, by having him burst through the wall behind the army. That was a great. That was so that was amazing. a great shot. That was like I'm oh. telling you, up from the water was a way to go. Okay. okay. Well, <laughs> anyway, when they eventually remake this in 20 years. Oh yeah, and I was also gonna say you mentioned high level marketing, and yes. so I would say if I were a marketer yeah. in the Game of Thrones universe. What I would make is different colored saddles for each dragon, <laughs> so it would be easier to track they in a battle. They don't I, use saddles. No, but but I would make them yes. so so that from the ground you could look up and go, oh, that's the good dragon, or oh, that's our friend, that's well, our foe. I had trouble tracking the dragons in the dark episode, and then in the uh, and see that's funny too because in the, in the books they're very starkly different colors. Really, right? Oh. Like Drogon is black. Um, with red markings. Mm. Um, Rhaegal, who was killed last week, is um, green with uh, gold mark- bronze markings. And Viserion, who was killed by the Night King, is actually a cream-colored dragon. And they didn't do that in the TV no, show? No, they right? didn't. Wow. Interesting. Yeah, it was, it was, like, they, there was kind of hints of it when they were little baby mm-hmm. dragons, but they didn't do it in the, in the series. Interesting. That's Because yeah. I found it hard to track. And, and in fact, when there were still two, two alive, mm-hmm. I did not think so. I thought that I thought we had seen two killed in that battle. But That's then we had, thought, the, yeah. we had the undead one. Mm-hmm. So it was very, <laughs> very confused yeah. about who was alive and who was dead at that point at the end of that episode. I think that was meant to be. I think we were meant to be confused about oh, that. Oh, yeah. Well, the, and it was a nice, it was kind yeah. of a nice reveal at the beginning of this episode when, or sorry, two episodes ago when we saw that, uh, that uh, what's his face was good. Okay. I was so relieved. Can I tell you the deaths that have bothered me the most? Yeah. The yeah, yeah, deaths, yeah. Honestly, like my heart <laughs> just couldn't Aww. take it anymore. <laughs> Really? I love dragons. Oh. <laughs> you know this, Dan. I, I know, but but uh, t- can I be a real nerd here and point out that these are actually wyverns and not dragons? Oh, can I say that? Yes, you can. Because wow. <laughs> uh, dragons, the traditional dragon has four legs and then two wings coming out of their backs. I am suitably chastised. Sir. Well, no, but it's not. I mean, obviously, it's a dragon for the purposes of the show and the books, so they just decide. I don't even know, actually, do the... Is there any indication in the books that the dragons are designed differently, or are they the same type of thing? You know, thing? I, I don't remember. All I know is that there, in the book there's a lot of talk of um, the possibility of Drogon having laid eggs and stuff, so I don't know. Oh, I, I thought Drogon was a dude. Well, they can switch back and forth, right? Oh, okay. I didn't so, know that. Yeah, so um, there was some there was a theory floating around a while back that um, because in book five, like when Danny's in Marine, he disappears for a long period of time. Yeah. And so the, that happened in the show too. Yeah, and so the, the the prevailing theory is there are dragon eggs somewhere. Interesting. Hmm. So he may not be the last of the dragons. Well, Ooh. I think this is going to be the last of the show because oh, they're, yeah. they're going to. I mean, I think they're doing a prequel series at some point, but no, um, they've already you know started what? shooting they, it. They need to stop and just finish the damn books. Yeah, I agree. Because oh. I really need my. I really need to read the full story. Yeah, remember that's when true. there was conjecture. That uh, they're gonna have to go on a hiatus until he'd finished writing, writing the books. Yeah. And there was the yeah. joke at the Emmys where they gave him the typewriter to like write faster <laughs> or whatever, write faster. And uh, but but they that was amazing when they left that behind. And mm-hmm. now this poor bastard has to write the. <laughs> speaking of battle of the bastards, right? He has got to sit down at this typewriter and write now finish the novels for the story that people now know. Yeah, but, but yeah. apparently book six has been written. It's been oh. written for almost five or six years. He just hasn't published it because he's not happy with it. Really? He's such a perfectionist. And he's also been distracted by all these other projects. He's like like spin-off books and he's writing um, this script for the new series that's coming out. And he actually, um, he, I think he said a number of years ago when they said, you know, soon the show is going to overtake the books. And he said, well, the producers know how it's going to end just in case I die before I have a chance to finish. Okay. So interesting. maybe he never will. 
but uh, but they're still f- kind of following his overall yes. story arc. He's yep. just going to fill in the details yep. and maybe and and hopefully connect it to those things that you've mentioned in the books that did not like the direwolves and that kind of stuff that did not get too much play. Mm-hmm. We'll get that in the in the remaining books, right? We'll get to see how that stuff ends. I hope so. Okay, and you will continue to read the books no oh, matter yes. what. I, I, guess, I will yeah. read these. I will. I will absolutely. Once this is done, the series is done. Obviously, this this weekend, I will. I will commit to reading the books because I, I started a number of years ago and it just it was too dense and it was just didn't have the time. But I really do want to read these. And they're, they're like six hundred million thousand pages each. So they're, yeah, yeah, but it's yeah. also very dense, like wording. Like yeah. it's really you have to really focus. You do to, to get it. Uh, and I just did not have the focus at the time. But there is a payoff. Like once you kind of get past that initial hump of, of this is a lot of words. Um, it's it's a really it's a really great story. Like it yeah. re- it really is. It you is. know how they yeah. just made that Tolkien movie? Yeah. And uh, per- one day they'll make the Martin movie, <laughs> and, and it'll be him going like, "Don't you understand? I cannot produce these novels at this rate. And why did you start the TV series? This we'll see that whole behind the scenes arguing. The first book was published in 1996. He's had a long time to finish the series. Well, not, not to mention that the series has been on for the TV series has been 10 years now. Yeah. And he hasn't pro- he hasn't published a single book. And then nope. and now is the time because that would sell like crazy. Right. Well, right. He had red carpets to walk. He had. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. There's lots of stuff going down. Right. Wasn't, and it wasn't he famously a uh, the one of the first attendees at the first Comic Con? Yes, Doesn't that's he right. Boast about yes, that? he does. Yeah, so he had Comic Cons to go to. Yeah, he had things. He had things he's he had busy. to do. Yeah, he's a busy guy. He's busy. He has a hit show. He sometimes sit there and write novels. Right. He can just tell like, his a, pe- like a peasant. Right. Exactly. <laughs> All right, so okay. I think we we're going to make predictions. Let's make predictions. Sarah, what do you think is going to happen? Or what, well, can you say what you think Ooh. is going to happen or what do you want to happen? Or um, maybe it's the same thing. Yeah, maybe I don't it know. Is. Like, honestly, anything can happen. Right. Um, I, I think John is going to have to kill uh, Daenerys. And um, I was talking about this the other day, and I someone said, no, 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 John's not going to kill her because he loves her. But if you hearken back to the very first episode where Ned takes the head off that defector, you know, he instilled in John that whole sort of ideal that if you're going to pass a judgment of that kind, you should be the one to swing the sword. So I think he's going to kill Daenerys. Okay. Um, sort of as reparations for war crimes or whatever. Um, or maybe Arya will. Um I think John is going to have to proclaim himself as Aegon Targaryen and the rightful ruler of the realm, but he will abdicate. I don't think he's going to stay on the throne. Um, honestly, if I'm if I'm being romantic, I think he's probably going to go north of the Wall and reunite with his wildling friends and and ghost. Really? Yeah, I think he's going to end sort of because he's not Lord of Winterfell and he doesn't want the Iron Throne, and he's going to kill the love of his life, who's also his aunt. And uh, <laughs> I think he's going to bugger off to the north and, so, and live. So then, who's going to be on the throne? Anybody's guess. Maybe it'll be a, a a new house. Maybe Gendry, you know, as as the oh, last could, living Baratheon. Yeah, I guess he could no, be. we all know the imp takes the throne. Oh, you know that would be kind of cool because Tyrion. Think... I really like, and everyone's like, oh, he's been so wishy washy this season. But you know what? I think he's again one of those characters that he's been right all this time, and he's been clever, and he's been you know. Uh, he's, but he's he's screwed up. He's only yeah. screws up when it comes to his family. That to me, and that scene between him and Jamie. Oh my god, that, that was broke so me. good. Like oh. the way they. You can see the love they have for each other despite all the shit they've been through. Mm-hmm. That was really moving for me. And, and so, yeah, and he has been – so that's his only weakness is his family, and they're both dead now. Yeah. So he has nothing left. Um, and he would be he would be a good ruler. He's super smart. He knows how to get things done. Has learned many lessons yeah. Along, yeah, yeah, along, along the way. Yeah, so a- And expressed uh, sadness and despair in the last episode where yeah. we saw the, uh, the innocent people – He's the one that pushed for them to ring those bells, ring those bells. And when they did, and then she turned anyway, 
you know, he was just devastated by that. So that's a good prediction. I, I, I think, um, I really think that it is going to be Jon Snow on the end in the, on the throne. Nah. That's my, that's my too prediction. Too predictable. Too predictable. Well, not going to happen. But they like predictable, you know, they like to do that sometimes. I don't think they do. Okay. I think, I think. <laughs> <laughs> what have we been talking about for the last What do you well, think that Starbucks cup was? Well, <laughs> that was predictable. <laughs> it was unpredictable. Yes. But, um, but yeah, I think that, uh, I, that's my personal opinion. I think that Jon is going to sit on the throne and uh, and I think you're right about him killing Danny though. He's or or whatever happens to Danny, he is going to be responsible for it because he that like they cannot be together now. They can absolutely no. not be together because of what she's done. I think Arya is going to take her face off and it's going to be Littlefinger. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that'd be awesome. It'll be Tom Cruise in Mission Impossible. Oh, yes, because <laughs> you can never tell in those movies either. I, I'm always like, that's Tom Cruise. What about someone and like, it never is? Kenton, do you have any? Predictions for the episode? Well, no, I wanted to ask. In the, in the, have you watched the preview for the last episode? Or are you not? I don't watch I those. did, but there wasn't really a lot to go on other no, it's than. Quick little clips, but there's yeah. one scene that's stuck in my mind, and that is we see a large army. Mm-hmm. What who what what's going on there? Are we are we are we having another battle? No, I think it's the remaining sort of Unsullied and the Northmen and uh-huh. just kind of the, the cobbled together pieces of yeah that of what's left of Danny's Danny's army and people maybe. Do you think we're gonna get a one last big battle in the final episode, or is, I don't do you think, think it's gonna be a no, more person? We, it's gonna, gonna be a more personal. Yeah. There's no one left to fight at this yeah. point. I think it's it's just gonna be sort of Danny versus John. What do we do now? I think they have to kind of clear that up. So that will not be a grand battle. That will be a you think a. I think she's a mano dra- a mano. Yeah, I think she's just addressing them, saying, you know what? Hey, we did it. We won. I'm your queen. Take the knee, or I'll burn you all where you stand. Oh. And so that means they have, they have to take out the dragon, though. Hey, that's her power. I, yeah, I've wondered about that. I don't know if maybe he'll, like, if she dies, he'll fly off, or he'll implode mm. like the night cat. I don't know. If we don't put aside our enmities and band together, we will die. And then it doesn't matter whose skeleton sits on the Iron Throne. And what happens to Sir Davos in the end? Because I really like Sir Davos. I think he'll go back to his wife and remaining sons. Oh, there you go. Nice, nice, quiet. He, that's all he really wants. Yeah. What, what was it that? Uh, who was asking him a favor? Was it Jon Snow? I have a favor for you. You're, you're a smuggler. What it was, was the... Tyrion asking? And oh. I think it was to get Jamie out of um, the camp because he was a prisoner, right? Oh, right, 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 right. Okay, interesting. And, and to set up a boat so yeah, that they yeah, could yeah. fly away. Excellent. Okay, cool. Um, okay, well, we still have a little bit more time here. I want to talk to you, Sarah, about the... Uh, Sarah might have to go. Do you have to go? Do you have to okay. go? Okay. Oh, well, my, my, Just making sure. I might get a pa- parking <laughs> ticket, but we'll see. I'm actually paying for daycare just so I can talk about Game of Thrones. Oh, is that ever nice? <laughs> um, so one thing that uh, we had early on this season of Game of Thrones is, is your discussions on Facebook, uh, which kind of... Okay, I'll tell you what happened here. (laughs) So I had an issue because I'm not able to watch it live most of the time. I'll watch it later on the same evening or the next day. Spoilers. Yeah, yeah. I want to have a conversation about how much you talk about. Um, And so one, I tell you, during that first episode, you were live Facebooking, I guess you could say. Just reactions, not what was happening. I was like, oh my gosh. But when you say something like, why won't anyone tell him who he really is? That, That kind of paints a picture of what's happening in my mind. And so I was like, oh, and then I, I, I should have remembered my own, my own uh, advice, which is stay off of social media during uh-huh. a Game of Thrones episode. But the problem with Facebook is that stupid algorithm brings it back up into the feed, like later on. Have you run into anybody having a problem with that besides myself? You and and uh, one other individual who shall remain nameless, Connor Lloyd. There you go. 
Um, no, actually, no, because because most um, people understand the fact that when something is as big as Game of Thrones, like if this was like five or six seasons ago, nobody would know what the heck I was talking about. Um, but we're at the point now where everyone knows it's Sunday night. Everyone knows that the majority of people are watching it. A lot of people are live tweeting it. There's people on Facebook talking about it. There's people doing live stories about it. If you're on social media hoping to avoid any kind of feedback on Game of Thrones, then you're silly okay you're a silly silly billy okay so so basically i'm not apologizing for anything i, I don't want i don't expect you to apologize <laughs> so but basically with the last she, thing, and she it, didn't pay for a sitter to come here to apologize <laughs> no but here's the thing and this kind of is a larger discussion about spoilers because mm-hmm. we have like for example a couple weeks ago there's a big thing about don't spoil end game don't spoil the end of end game mm-hmm. or what happens in that movie but yet the new promos that are out for this movie give away a lot of the details about the movie a lot of the details that i would consider spoilers if i hadn't seen it already mm-hmm. but is is that because it's been like a couple weeks now and the and Anybody who cares about spoilers has seen the movie and then they're trying to market it to another audience. Do you think that might be part of it? I think so, because also because Game of Thrones is a weekly thing, right? And, you know, if you because we watch it on HBO at eight o'clock and by 915, there are at least a dozen articles online on different media outlets um, breaking it down. And I actively, you know, go to those and and read what what people have written. Um, And I think that's part of the cultural phenomenon that people like to talk about it. And certainly, um, I have a lot of friends that, you know, will text me while they're watching the show because they'll, they'll watch it at nine, I watch it at eight. So, and I don't spoil anything for them, but they'll sort of text me their impressions as they go. And I'll be like, yeah, it's great, isn't it? And it's it's kind of this thing that, you know, we're, we're all watching it collectively. And that's one of the one of the other things that I've really enjoyed about this this season and last season is that so many people have gotten on board and, and people are watching it in groups, people are... Um, watching it together online, there's watch parties, and it's it really has become this kind of thing that's brought everybody together. And so to go online and expect not to see any reference to it is is a little bit I'm unrealistic. I'm not saying you that. Um, do, you have any, do you have any special plans this Sunday to watch it, or is it just going to be the same? Same. same. Me, yeah? my husband, kids upstairs, uh, and... You know, he'll sit very quietly and stoically through it and watch it, and I'll be a blibbering mess <laughs> shouting at the television, throwing things. Yeah, so. I, I was also going to say, because I subscribe to uh, Shaw, or Shaw is my provider, cable provider, they do not air Game of Thrones until 10 p.m. Oh, boo. So, yeah, I know. So, I it's, so it's uh, uh, and people are talking about it, but I don't. I have not been spoiled. That's so bad. Because they have the West Coast feed, right? Right. They don't have the East Coast feed. It's ridiculous. A couple times they have made episodes available on demand sort of secretly um, so you can watch them in in advance of when other people can. But lately that has not been the case. And in fact, I went there to look to see like, oh, maybe there are some ways to see this a little bit earlier. But it's not. They don't even have any of the episodes of the season on demand. See, I have the Crave TV subscription. That's, That's what I did, yeah. I don't have cable. Though uh-huh. I just have Crave TV and I stream it. You, you can stream it live. It does have a live channel and it has oh. all the East and West Coast feeds. Everything's in there, or it's available to stream like right away as soon as it's done. So and I usually watch it like a little bit later that same evening. If I'm, I'm doing some of the kids or whatever, I won't watch it at eight o'clock. But um, I mean, it's no matter how you watch it. I wonder. I'd be interested to see what the numbers are for like. It's always been one of those shows, but that's it, been heavily pirated. Yeah. Uh, I wonder if how that played out this year, if that's still the case, or if more people are watching it legitimately. Massive numbers. Because I, now we have yeah. like we didn't have Crave TV as a standalone service here in Canada last time the show was on the air. Yeah. So I've always had to pay, have cable and pay for HBO. Now I can just do Crave TV and not have to do the rest of it. Well, so. that's what we'd been doing. We'd been um, buying HBO and you know just 
for the for the month or two months that the yeah. show was airing, and we canceled cable about a year and a half ago. And um, same thing, downloaded the Crave TV app, streamed it from my phone every Sunday, and yeah, and it works fine. Works great, right? It, it is. Yeah. So I was just trying to get the numbers for you, Dan. But of course, there the article has been pushed off the front page. But uh, Hollywood <laughs> Reporter uh, had a good article. I think it was there this morning, uh, so it's uh, still recent headlines about um, they've, they've uh, blown away all the previous ratings wow. by, the, by right. I think the last was the last episode the most watched it might be in, in uh, Game of Thrones history and then what do we do after Game of Thrones is done oh it's depressing read the books <laughs> watch Chernobyl Chernobyl's yeah, excellent yeah that actually looks really good it is it's very really good, good. Yeah, yeah, okay. that's, yeah. yeah that's on my well list. HBO never disappoints and I think mm-hmm. if, uh, is HBO doing the prequel the Game of Thrones prequel yes yeah. they also uh, have a Watchmen series coming out Oh, right, uh, right, soon right. In the fall, which is going to be a series based on, of course, the famed graphic novel that was a mediocre film. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, that looks pretty good as well. So, and I was saying to you, Kenton, this morning when you were in line for coffee, like now that the dragon budget is freed up, <laughs> they have tons of money well, to go towards other stuff. And Veep ended uh, last Veep's week. Veep's done as well. It was the Veep finale. Yeah. And I felt sorry for Veep. I love Veep. And I love the finale, but I felt sorry for it in the wake of Game of Thrones. A little bit overshadowed. I think if they would have held off on Veep to end this week after Game of Thrones, that might have been uh, not a bad strategy. But they, they, it sort of, and and there was a very special episode of Barry, which I won't spoil. That that uh, aired, I think it was two weeks ago. Uh, that people probably would really have. And they were talking about it a lot, but in the wake of Game of Thrones, it's very hard to yeah. can't get anything else that. across. Yeah, it really is. But mm-hmm. HBO never disappoints, and I think if somebody, if any, anyone's going to do a prequel, and if they if they have the prequel, then I think we're probably in for a little more Game of Thrones goodness in the future. Oh, I hear sure. music. I do. Yeah, <laughs> Sarah, Sen, thanks so much for coming on. Hey, it's been awesome. Thank and, you, and uh, and giving your insights. Such really, it, it helps to have someone like you on here to help oh, yeah. us deal with this stuff because it's you know we are also emotionally invested in the show. Well, and, we should uh, have a. a a final therapy session when sure, it's over. Sure, we oh, will. Oh, we yeah. should, shouldn't yes, we? Yeah. absolutely. All right, that's going to do it for this episode of the Media Nerds Podcast. I'm Dan Vettabunker. I'm Kenton Larson. Don't let the game or the throne hit you on the ass.